Hello, and welcome to Lord Up, our special edition podcast about subjects that don't fit neatly into episode-at-a-time breakdowns. Uh, as always, I am your host, Tom. And I am your enemy stand user, Beth. Of course you are. Uh, and today, of course, the long-awaited journey into JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5, Golden Wind. I'm so fucking excited, you or, don't even know. as the fucking oh, man. nerds want to call it, Vento Oreo or whatever. Shut- I don't speak Italian. <laughs> Vento Oreo. Oh, oh, you're doing the accent this time <laughs> yes, and everything. Yes, I am. Oh, God. You know how I learned that? You have to do a great start. start. watching the dub. Oh, my God. <laughs> because there is so much bullshit Italian in the English dub, and I'm all for it. But you know what? Really, I should I should watch it in Italian if oh I want the full God. experience. Please, please release me. <laughs> Look, okay, so... Um, Let's start out basic primer. Um, if you're listening to this, obviously you know what JoJo is. I should hope. Or you just really like us for some reason, which is weird. Um, <laughs> I don't even like us that much. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I love us. I think we're great. But uh, you know what JoJo is. The, the battle anime, they fight things and there's magic powers. And look, I like this part a lot. It's probably my favorite part so far. Same. <laughs> but... I don't think I can hold a candle to how much Beth is obsessed with this part. I am obsessed. It seems to have reconstructed her entire identity around it in the last three or four months. At least physically. Yeah? I Look at my hair, Tom. Yeah, yeah. I am sporting a black Bucciarati bob. Mm -hmm. Like... Well, at least you don't have the weird dumb braid on top. Well, yet. I could do it. I literally could with my hair. Okay, well, it's weird, so don't do it. I love the braid. They always draw it. It looks like weird. It looks like Oreo. <laughs> looks like he's got little Oreos sitting on top of his head. Okay, man, whatever. He's got those little hair clips too that look like little bumblebees. I love them. Yeah. All right, so how? Where do we start here? Are we oh just going to start God. with characters again, like we did last time? Shit, yeah, let's do it. Let's okay. Let's so, start with our protagonist. Yeah, our JoJo this time around. Uh, which it, it, to me has the least justification for being called Jojo. I don't care. Geo is a different sound than Joe. Fight me. What? Jorno, like, like Joe. D- do you, you don't say Joe. You say Geo. That's two separate Joe, syllables. Jorno. Jor- no, you're not. Nah, you're not going to convince me on this. <sighs> Whatever. It, it's awkward. It's got a bad I, mouth. Geo, I... <laughs> Geo. Like, ugh, okay. Stop it. He's Jojo. You sure. Um, also, but I think this is the first time that they don't shoehorn in an explanation for why he's called Jojo. No one ever actually calls him that in the show. I, I think actually, um, there is a, a background character that calls him Jojo, like at the that. school. Oh. I could be totally wrong. You, I don't know, you watched it twice, so maybe, but. Maybe he, I was high and imagined that, but I feel like that happened. Uh, considering I don't think you've got high in the last eight months. At no. least, <laughs> no. I'm going to guess no. Probably Look, not. The point is, this guy is one of the weirdest fucking protagonists we've He's had so, so bizarre. I love him. I just... Jorno he, fucking Giovanna. Which is isn't a, even his actual name, as it turns out, right? Isn't it like... Haruno Shiobana. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? You gonna? I guess if you're going to reinvent yourself as Italian, go all the way. Why not? Yeah. I mean, like, when they <laughs> came to Italy, like, he, he was just kind of like, I'm just going to be a different person now. Oh. I mean, 
Don't we all do that at least at some point in our lives? He, um, the thing with his, uh, his hair turned yellow because his Dio genes just like activated or when something. When right? his stand activated, yeah. yeah. His, his, his stand, um, whatever, when, it, when, it, when his stand appeared. Golden experience? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay. Golden experience. And that's a song, right? Um, yes, it is. By it's Prince. Prince. Okay, cool. His whole design is very Prince. Actually, a lot of the characters are very, very Prince. Um, there's a lot of references to Prince in this specific season. Um, and in the last season, our main character, Josuke, his whole design was based off of Prince also. Oh, I didn't know that. So I, I guess Araki is just a big Prince fan, which... That's cool. I Yeah, I can yeah, see it. I'm not... Um, I'm Again, for our listeners, I am not like... It's not that I don't like older music. It's that I don't know shit about it. I always like learning, but like... The newsstands come up, and Beth's like, "Oh, this thing," and I'm like, I'm, "Oh, yeah, okay." I'm I'm the uh, I'm the music geek. <laughs> I, I wish I was. It's just very, very yeah. interesting. But so, t- t- we're already this far off topic. Yep. Giorno. Is Giorno Giovanna is perfect. I love fifteen him. year old <laughs> baby. This absolute fucking child wants to lead the mob. <laughs> you gotta have goals. Of drugs? Am I remembering this right? He doesn't like that they do drugs for kids. So he wants to kill the boss and take his place to have better mob policy. Doesn't want to get rid of the mob. Doesn't want to get rid of the mob. Wants to lead it. You're a little bit off. Okay, please. I don't recall Jorno ever fucking mentioning drugs at all. No, that's the reason he goes up against the boss. Do, do you okay? He doesn't fucking mention it though. He, well, not after the first episode. He doesn't, or the second or third. When does when, he mention it? When he's fighting Butterati. <laughs> the whole thing is he knows he can trust Butterati because Butterati is also disgusted by the kid using drugs, and he's just like, "Yeah, the look on your face when you saw the kid's arm had needle holes and it was all all I needed to know that you were going to support me in taking down the boss." I, I, I don't recall him saying anything about drugs specifically. What I recall is we had a montage at the beginning where he's going through like, oh, it's Italy. It's gorgeous. Everything's so pretty. Then he goes down in this back alley and it's just got a bunch of people pass the fuck out and high as shit. Yeah. So um, drugs. <laughs> but he never fucking like actually mentions it. All we know about him is he had a terrible life and then he saved a gangster. And then this gangster was all like, oh, uh... I'm I'm your new dad, basically. That's <laughs> not at all what happened. Yeah, that's really. <laughs> I don't remember it very well because because they kind of hit you with all of the characters' backstories, like all at once, all at once. Like yeah. each episode is another person's backstory for the first like ten, so they kind of blur together for me. Yeah, I don't remember who has which tragic backstory. But... You yeah, know, Jarno was like an an abusive stepdad, a neglectful mother. And everyone bullied him because he's, like, this half-Japanese kid in Italy. Um, and they thought he was creepy. And he saves a gangster's life, and then the gangster is all like, oh, I'm gonna look out for you now. And then he makes everyone be nice to him. <laughs> and basically all they say is, like, oh, and then he was inspired by that, I guess. Okay, so, yeah, I just looked it up real quick. <laughs> yeah. And so... This is 
debated, but basically the only time drugs comes up is during that fight with Buddha. Yeah, yeah. That just left an impression on me, I guess. Yeah. But it is, he does want to not have kids grow up in shitty conditions. Which is, yeah, I get yeah, it. That's fair. That makes sense. I mean, and shit, you know, you can't trust the government for that shit. So you might as well <laughs> nope. be the mob boss and do it that way. Like, yep. go you, you know, yep. like just fucking. Yeah. Um, good kid. Got got good goals. He's, yeah. he's a good boy. Yeah. Just. <laughs> he's a just, mob. He, he's a mobster, but he's he's a good boy. It's just really funny to me that. Their goal is to over... Like, every JoJo, we know that it's a different genre entirely. Oh, yeah. You know, like, go to Egypt to, you know, kill Super Satan. Go, like, (laughs) protect the town from the mysterious serial killer. Like, oh, and this time it's become the head of the local mob because, (laughs) like, okay, it's just funny that it's just, like, so wildly different. But I I really like that here... Dio would be proud. Unlike in part four... Part five starts with a very clear stake setting. Yep. Like in, well, I would say immediately, but we have that all that bullshit intro with Koichi that's just kind of like... What is he doing here? He's here literally just to make it easier for the part four fans to... To like, adjust. To adjust, yeah. but it's almost like... I feel like <clears throat> if you just cold opened on Giorno, it would have been easier. Because, yeah. like, imagine the new readers who aren't from part four like who's this kid why doesn't he ever come back yeah no it was it was so fucking bizarre i'm like the when i first was introduced to this part i was like oh man i can't wait to see how koichi like influences the story just kidding he's fucking gone yeah i was gonna say like i've seen the promo art for this season and i i didn't i never saw koichi and i like what the fuck and then, of course he's not there jotaro shows up for two phone calls at the very beginning and yep. that's it yep that's it and we see his office his office uh, I okay, but we got we got to talk about Jorno's stand. Mm. Um, Golden Experience is the most feminine looking stand ever. Okay, yeah, it's I design. love it. Sure, yeah, it's I really think it's cool. fantastic. It's a weird bug lady. I, I I think it's really neat that uh, he has a very feminine stand. Yeah, and uh, I I absolutely love everyone's headcanon that he is um, trans. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I never I never had that occur to me while we were watching, but it. I mean, shit. if his if his stand appears as a woman, like yeah. maybe that says something about him. Yeah, or you know, yeah. There's a lot of things. There's so many things that you can interpret that as, and yeah. um, I mean, I, I guess you could also just say like because Araki like wanted Jorno to be a girl. Yeah. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Originally, and then yep. they were like, no, need only male. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, so, But I think it's cool that you can absolutely have that headcanon and let that be valid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk about its power, which is oh, yeah. to turn anything <coughs> into a living thing, yep. which is both incredibly vague. Yes. Like, so he basically, it gives him a pull anything out of my ass. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it just, he also has a secondary power that gets dropped after like the third. Immediately. Use. Anything that you do to one of the animals that my stand makes also is done to you. So the shithead at the beginning hits a frog. Yeah, with the sh- yeah. He hits a frog with the shovel. And then, so he hit himself with the shovel and now he's dead. Shit. And then that doesn't, come back i feel like probably because it frankly that's too overpowered that is really overpowered you just send a fly into the enemy's like 
range and they swat it and oops they just killed themselves yeah they just they just died instantly when they also shoehorn stuff in later like oh uh i turned this piece of your you know clothing into a frog and now it'll hop back to you because i i can use it and and then there's like that also like that the weird thing that he did to butterati where he's like oh yeah like, like super powered yeah, or yeah. Something. He's like, oh, if my stand touches, what is it, another stand or was it a person? I don't fucking know. I was like, oh, I've never used my stand to touch a person before. And he touches a person and like, whoa, he gave him so much life energy that his brain is processing at 10 times the speed, which means his body is moving not at all. It's like, <laughs> what? <clears throat> what? The f- yeah. What? And then never comes back. <laughs> I mean, it's so obvious that it's made up as it goes along. And yeah, it's just I don't mind though. That you just have to like roll with it because it's yeah. just like if you stop to ask questions, you're the fool. Yes, that's which is this my, is this is JoJo. We don't ask questions; we just enjoy it. Which is the lesson, I guess, for me from my rant yep. about part four last week. It's just yep. like I had too many questions. I should have just turned off my nobody, brain. Nobody gives a fuck. Just let just watch watch the, the handsome men. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of handsome men. The art style for this one is another departure from part four. I mean, yes. not only in that, you know, the backgrounds are no longer <clears throat> that weird, like, super saturated, uh, like, 90, 80s, 90s art. It's just yes. it's more like actual regular oh, scenes. Oh, it's so beautiful. But very, yeah, everything's always, <clears throat> like, glittering, sunlit Oh my god, it's so, it's so picturesque. Like, even, like, the gross alleyways and shit like that, I'm still like, I would live there. Yeah. But, like, having Koichi show up for two seconds was really jarring because of the new art style. Yeah. Like, oh, that's not my boy. <laughs> what did you do to him? When they oh. showed, like, um, when they showed Jotaro, he had, like, really, like, like puffy lips. Mm-hmm. Like, almost glossy. And I was just kind of like, he's wearing makeup. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but, <clears throat> so, yeah, Jordan, it's just, it's really interesting how he, like, like a lot of other characters, a lot of the main characters in JoJo, he just fades into the background for yeah. most of the story. Like, he shows up, sets everything in motion, they all get going, and then, unless he's an, a- even when he's an active participant in combat, like, he's not really, like, growing or changing or doing anything besides getting more powers. Uh, he is. His... His character evolution is a lot more subtle. Well, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is His relative whole character to other is anime. Subtle. Yeah. Where, you know, you would expect like, oh, your main character is always getting challenged and growing and changing. And it's like, oh, he has he's always the badass who's always doing the right thing and making the right decision. Journal almost never makes the right decision. <laughs> but apparently he's a hell of a motivational speaker. Yes, he is. <laughs> These boys follow him into hell. Oh my god, that's the funniest thing. Because he just kind of pops up. He's like, I, Jorna Giovanna, have a dream. And they're like, oh man, a great speech. Let's go risk our lives for a 15-year-old. He doesn't even say anything. He just says, I, like, Jorna, (laughs) we can't do this. It's dangerous. You're new here. You don't know anything. And he's just like, listen, I have a dream. And they're like, you know what? It checks out. I gotta follow this kid to my death. I just got him. It's like, okay. The only one who ever calls him out is a Bakio, and we'll get to that later, but yeah. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, let's see. <laughs> so is there anything else you wanted to say about Jorno? I feel like there's a lot. Well, there's a lot to say about Jorno, just as a character. His personality is so neat. 
so I think we both we both watched. Uh, did, did we both watch that video about the beauty of Giorno Giovanna? No, I meant to, but I never got around to it. So they point out something in that video. Um, I want to say it's. I, I don't remember the YouTuber. I'll have to. We'll have to put it in the. Uh, the the thing description this description, but um, he points out something interesting about the character how his inner dialogue is always you know like when there's like a moment where he is feeling panicked his inner dialogue will sound panicked mm -hmm. in the show the voice actor will sound panicked however <laughs> when he actually speaks he's very calm and collected oh that's yeah you know i yep. didn't notice that it's very it's very maybe i did watch that video i don't know but yeah it's very uh and and it, it it takes somebody really catching him off guard for him to like lose it like when Koichi um, confronts him at the cafe, he was not expecting Koichi to be like, hey, you stole my wallet. You know, he's has that amazing, amazing, um, like panicked reaction where he makes that really dumb face. Um, when uh, Butterati puts Leaky uh, Eye Luca's eyeball in his hand, that catches him off guard. Well, yeah, that'll... That'll, <laughs> that'll shake anyone. <sighs> well, when Butterati licks his face... Yeah, yeah, that's mm, <laughs> lots of stuff going on there. Yep, we yeah, I feel like um. So um, no, he has a he's a really cool character. Yeah, uh, and I, I really like you know I mean right off the bat they give you some interesting insight into how he's different than you know because he's clearly like not a terrible person because no. he's helping people. He's also stealing from people left and right. Like absolutely, his moral compass is maybe a little off compared to most people. I'm not even yep. saying he's wrong. No. I'm just saying that he's not mainstream. No, definitely not. Like, there's those <laughs> tourists that are like, oh my god, like... Thank you for helping us. Yeah, blah, like, blah, I blah. think they asked him for directions or something. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh yeah, that's fine. And then he takes, like, a little bit of money from them. Like, yeah, that's yeah. payment. He, like, he catches the guy trying to steal their wallet. Takes, you know, takes the wallet back. Gives it back to him without telling him. Oh, that's where it, that's yep. it is. But does take, <laughs> turn, like, some of the money into butterflies. Yep. Like, Jesus Christ. That's but that's funny. Like he fits right in with that mob mentality. It's, it's fantastic. Like, I'm gonna do a little crime. Like, I'm not out to kill people to kill people. I, I have standards. But I will absolutely kill someone if they get in my way. Oh yeah, Just no, like, he he does not give a fuck. I love and that. He talks like he's twenty five, but the guy is fifteen. Oh my god, he's fifteen. And he's got like all these like <laughs> You know, like you said, he's usually making bad decisions, but he does seem to have a lot of, like, tactical, you know, stuff going on. It's just... Right, right. But they don't shy away from, like, showing when he fucks up. Because yeah. he does fuck up. Yeah. A lot. And I think that's actually really cool for a protagonist to fuck up to the amount that Giorno does. It's just kind of amazing that nothing ever seems to derail that train. Like, no one ever calls him out. They're like, hey, you keep fucking up. You gotta do something about it. They just keep rolling with it. You're like, it's okay, man. Next time. Well, the thing <laughs> is, he learns from his fuck-ups. Yeah. And he adapts. And that's honestly the mark of a good leader. Mm -hmm. You know, you can make learning. mistakes as long as you learn from them and fix them. When he, when he learns that he can use his stand to just give people body parts. Oh, it's yeah. It's a little bit like, <laughs> I don't... During mm, the baby face fight? I don't... Again, his stand seems overpowered as is, and then they just keep layering shit on top. 
And it kind of makes sense, though, making oh, sure. inorganic matter into organic matter. It's just using the power a little bit differently. Yeah, it just seemed like the way they discussed it, like it was always a temporary <laughs> thing. When he's turning like bricks into snakes and shit like that, that like that's it's just like a, it's a thing. It turns into a thing and then back into itself later. Eh, when they, they didn't explicitly it say yeah. that, but it just it always worked that way. So I was kind of shocked when he's just like, "Yeah, I can just give myself eyeballs and could give you, give you oh an arm God. or whatever else." Like, On that note, <laughs> if Jorno dies. Does that mean that all the people that he is like healed, giving them like different body parts and shit, that those body parts are just gonna like turn back? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a troubling thought. <laughs> um, my, uh, mm, mm, <laughs> there's <sighs> I don't know. I guess you want to think like, oh, well, once it's integrated into the body, it becomes that that thing and you could probably... I don't know I'm pretty sure if you like used a rock to form a blood vessel right it would turn back into a rock I don't know because once so okay but so he's giving it the the life energy <coughs> that he has access to for some reason which also speaking of non uh, uh, atypical protagonist. That's great that his power is to give life rather than explicitly yeah. kill. Most shonen battle protagonists are like, my power is to punch things until they explode in different mm-hmm. flavors. And this is like, I will give life. I'm Jesus. Um, <laughs> which, we'll, yes, we'll get to. Hold on. Yep, okay, good. Just a second. <laughs> There's a lot to cover. There's a lot. <laughs> but like, um, the, uh, fuck, I forgot what I was saying. Hold on. Jesus. <laughs> oh, so he gives it life energy yeah. to bring it to life, whether it's a snake or an eyeball or whatever. And then he puts that eyeball in someone's head. Well, then their body is giving that thing life energy. So I feel like then maybe once it's like stitched up, it wouldn't necessarily revert because it's like it is now holding that form indefinitely unless that person dies and then Who their the corpse all of a sudden turns into like 18 <clears throat> like bricks and a ham sandwich and everyone's like what happened to my brother why is he made of all this crap <laughs> i don't know oh he must have been in the mob <laughs> just like uh must have been one of don don giorno's guys this happens all the time that seems like the more likely outcome to me. God. But, you know, it is also funny to think about someone's, yeah. uh, I guess, veins turning into rocks while they're alive. That's that's Horrifying. much more pleasant. God. <laughs> it's great that the show can even let us go <clears throat> down this path. Yes. <laughs> okay, so we want to get into the to fucking weird Christian symbolism around this whole season, yeah? Yes. As it relates to Giorno. Yes. I mean, okay, he is the son of Dio. Dio literally means God in Italian. I mean, do we need to spell that out to you? Like, Dio, Giorno is the son of God. Yeah. He's fucking Jesus Christ. He can give life to shit. He's this beautiful little blonde baby angel. Like, come on now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For the love of God. Yeah, he's... <laughs> I I do I do really like the parallels with Dio. Yes. The son of Dio would have 
of the power to give life mm-hmm. is sort of like that's really interesting because yep. when you when you're introduced to him it's like this is the son of dio and he's kind of a shithead it's like oh no but then like his power is like something so like you know i i think this word gets overused now but like wholesome right it's so it, it is so wholesome it's it's and, and it's also interesting, and that's that's another thing about JoJo as it goes on, is the powers just keep getting more and more interesting because all the boring ones have been taken. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Jarno is also the son of Jonathan, because that is Jonathan's body. Yeah, yeah, okay, fair enough. So, so he's kind of like he, at that crossroads. He is, he has two, he has two dads. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah. It's fine. He's also got two moms, and we'll get into that in a minute. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, he's, he, you know, he's the perfect amalgamation of Jonathan and Dio. Oh, you know, shit. He's... None of his parents are alive. Nope. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hate that. Well, oh, his yeah. mom actually might still be alive. Oh, really? I but who cares? Oh, no. did she just walk out on him? We don't fucking know. She was oh. an absent parent, like, all his life. Oh, that sucks. <clears throat> but yeah, no. Uh, Where the fuck was I? Uh, sorry. Before he's, you broke my heart. Between, he's the perfect middle between <coughs> Dio and Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. He has, you know, he's shown to um, be merciful and you know, have that wholesome uh, Jonathan energy. Yeah, he's like a he's like a little gentleman. Yes. But he's also a little shit like Dio. Yeah, he's also very he's he's a rowdy boy. He's a rowdy boy. He, <laughs> he's such a he just joined the fucking mob. Like <laughs> Yeah. No hesitation. <laughs> there is nothing more that needs to be said, but I'm gonna say it. Okay. Okay, the fucking the fact that his stand cry is Muda. Yeah, of course. You know, like, duh, obviously. That's great. It's fantastic. I I love that so much. And of course, you know, his stand is gold. Mm-hmm. Just like the fucking world. Mm-hmm. I, it's just, it's so neat. Yeah, that's something. Well, I'll get to that. I think we should have a whole section for this one on <coughs> things I wish were in it that weren't. Yeah. But. Mm. Speaking of Dio. <laughs> so, I I learned this. Um, from somebody else in, like, the last episode of my JoJo podcast okay. that I recorded and is not released yet. Um, apparently, the the photograph that Dio has in the manga... Oh my god. Yep. ...is autographed. The the Dio photograph in Jorno's wallet. Yep. Yeah. So that fucking means, like... Dio banged his mom, knocked her up, and was like, here, you can have an autographed portrait. <laughs> Which is so is Dio. so funny. <laughs> it, it is, but you, I think of Dio as being, very, like, that level of arrogance, certainly. Oh, God. But the kind of, like, showboating, <laughs> like, ah, yes, here's my photo. Like, that doesn't... You're fit, welcome. Fit. Enjoy so, the next nine months. <laughs> so funny funny to me that he just like (laughs) (laughs) because it's also like that's the photo isn't it the exact same photo that uh joseph not in the manga oh okay the anime i guess they made it the same thing but no in the manga it's a different photo because that also begs the question of like are a 
if that's the photo that Joseph got of him, <laughs> what? Why is? How it's did just he always posting like how, that? Yeah, I was gonna say, how did he end up with it? Unless it's a different <laughs> photo, and he just every time someone asks for his picture, he's like, "Don't look him." <laughs> I don't want you to see me. He's like, wait, I gotta like make sure the lighting's good. All right, here's my cool pose. You mean the lighting's terrible? It's. Like, <laughs> I need to make sure I'm at least three quarters in shadow. Mm-hmm. All you can see is that I'm pissed, <laughs> and I have cool, cool poses. Whatever. Cool poses. Oh my god. Oh god, Dio. I. Uh, so okay. So. <laughs> Let's move on, because move I feel on. like we've been talking... Hold on. We've been talking about Giorno for a long time. Fucking Christ. <laughs> for like a half hour. We've been talking about... Yeah. Okay. So, uh, let's just go down the order that they meet, then. Bruno. Oh, my God. My favorite character. Sorry, pretty folks. Pretty much ever. We'll be here another half hour. Yes, you will. <laughs> and you're gonna fucking love it. I love Bruno Bujarati so goddamn much i love his stand i love his style i love his hair i love his little his little bumblebee clip thingies i don't think they're bumblebees but i don't care everything looks like a bug this season yes we do i, I, I love his I guess little rocky was really into bugs I, I love his his little lace lingerie that he is wearing underneath because apparently yes that has been confirmed to be fucking lingerie i always thought he for... is just dtf all the time i thought it was a tattoo <coughs> until you showed me there's like official art of what he looks like yeah the jacket it's like no, yep, man, yep, yep 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 lingerie. and i was told this during my last a recording of the other podcast, but yeah, no, apparently Araki fucking confirmed that that is lingerie that he is just wearing all the goddamn time. Yeah. And I'm just like, if I didn't love him enough, mm-hmm. this horny weirdo yeah. is just wearing lingerie all the time because he is just DTF. Yeah. And I'm down with that. I'm just like, yes. I mean, so beautiful we, man. We got to talk about how it seems like <clears throat> the mob attracts weirdos here because mm-hmm. like, Maybe, I mean, look, I don't know that much about Italy. <laughs> it's beautiful. It is beautiful. to the best of my knowledge, it's a pretty conservative place. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having all of these, like, flamboyant gay dudes. Openly, like, there's so many openly gay couples. It feels like, yeah, well, they have to go to the mob to find yeah. acceptance. and It makes a lot of sense. Like, if regular polite society won't accept you the mob will yeah and they don't give a fuck and then regular society has to accept you because yep. oh you don't mess with him he's a capo <laughs> yeah, pretty much so i like that when when we see him when we first are introduced to him not like right away but i, I think around like right after is, is it when he's taking giorno to meet the boys that uh he has that interaction with those uh, old ladies it is Yes. And it's just, you yeah. get you get a feel for like, wow, this whole community really respects him. They like, love him. People come up and like, oh, Bruno, I need your help, blah, blah, blah. And or they're just like, oh, hey, Bruno, stop by the shop. I'll give you a free whatever, you yeah, know, it's on the house. Like, it's, it's just like, oh, People okay. fucking love him. And, and, you know, I mean, some of that I'm sure is like, please curry favor with the mob so they don't burn us. You well, know, yeah. It's, but you, you do it's get a stuff. real impression that like this community trusts him well he keeps him safe yeah if the cops aren't gonna do shit because they're corrupt as hell which yeah uh is true but also they establish yep. in their show is like the cops here particularly suck oh yeah because they establish like, that right away there's like nothing they can do they're they're facing 
systems that are like even the quote unquote good cops are facing systems like way beyond the scope of their individual mm-hmm. control. So they become complicit or become corrupt themselves. And yep. it's like in the face of that, yeah, the mob's going to be your guys. <clears throat> yeah, no, they, um, they made that very clear, like even right away in like the first episode of the airport. Mm-hmm. Um, but also in Abakio's backstory, which we will get to, which we will get to, Yes, but yeah, no, I, everyone loves Bruno and I guess he is like, just basically everyone's favorite character, and I do not blame them one bit. It's funny to me that, given how well-liked and well-known he seems to be, Jorno had no fucking idea who he was at the beginning. How long has he been in Italy? Uh, since he was four. So how long has he been in this town in Italy? Who the hell knows? Because it's, I mean, he's been- I, I would assume a while, because his stepdad was involved in the mafia. Was it? Okay. Yep. But, like, it just seems like for him to be running this, like, car scheme for at least a couple weeks because the the guy was able to be like, oh, yeah, it's, you know. Maybe that Jorah didn't, thing. maybe he wasn't in Butrati's territory. Yeah, it's possible. It's just funny yeah. that, like, here's a, everyone's favorite, Bruno Butrati. And Jordan's like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we got to talk about their first fight. <clears throat> we already mentioned. So cool. <laughs> we already mentioned the Jorno's bullshit powers that never come back. Yep. So let's talk about Bruno's bullshit personality that never comes back. Yes! Obviously, you know, we're, we're meant to know that this is a front. He is, he's interrogating um, Giorno. He's not going to come off as... The friendly guy. The friendly guy. He's not even that friendly, like, as a character, honestly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> not as much as everyone wants to make him out to be. He's a weirdo. Um, Tough love kind of guy. Yes. But but still love. <clears throat> yes, thing. yes. Yes. He cares, but he will absolutely call you out on your bullshit. Mm-hmm. Punch you in the face for it. Just, it. it just feels like th- there's a weird playfulness to him here that he never yeah. seems to show in any of the fights after this, right? Maybe the stakes were just higher. I don't know. But, like, the fact that he just keeps, like using his zippers to leave shit inside mm-hmm. of Giorno's hands and on his body. And, and like, in his mouth. It, it's just like... Makes him, like, spit up his fingers. It just seems kind of like, okay, I don't... I still don't really understand how his zippers <clears throat> can work that way, but sure. But also... <laughs> oh, he just, he like, just like, it, unzipped on the palm and just... Threw. It just seems like... Um... <laughs> is it just like, like he's just fucking with him? Yes. In a way that he doesn't... <laughs> Like, he doesn't play with his food, so to speak, in any other instance. He no. just, like, is life or death. I mean, well, I mean, with this one, you know, Luca was already dead. You know, it's not like he had to protect anyone. Like, he had to protect Trish. Yeah. You know? And I guess Giorno's not an elite assassin sent after him. Like, nope. Pretty much everyone else, they fight. The no, whole, the whole he could afford to play around a little bit. And that's just kind of funny. But then the whole, you know, I'm sure you're dying to mention the uh, the lick. The fucking face lick. I... (laughs) Bruno. You don't know where that's been. It's just so unnecessary and... It is intimidating as fuck, though. It's like, like, intimidating and horny? Yes. Like... That, you know what, those two words pretty much sum up his character so much. Because I, I know I'm not the only one that, like, notices how weirdly horny this character is. I mean, this entire season is weirdly horny. Weirdly horny. Yeah. 
<laughs> we'll talk about the uh, the song they chose for the ending That's later. That's gotta be last. Yeah. <laughs> but no, just like everything about him says horny to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, the look, the way he acts, the way he stands, the way he talks, the way he, he just licks a stranger's face to see if he's lying yep. that's not a thing nope that's not a real thing you can do <laughs> no, it's and not. i can't tell if that's meant to be a thing that he can do or if he's just bullshitting i feel like he's probably bullshitting i feel like it is intimidating though I, oh for sure i feel i feel like if oh, you asked a rocky what was the face looking thing about he'd be like what thing <laughs> because like he just again I, maybe he had a whole arc planned for his face-licking powers and forgot about it by the time he had to write the next Who chapter. Who fuck knows? It's fucking... <laughs> wait, and look, I, I talk about him making stuff off on the fly a lot, but I want to reiterate... All writers this is, do it. This is not to throw any shade at him. I love his work. I think he does a good job. I just think it's funny to me how frequently you can sort of see behind the curtain in JoJo all these plot threads that don't go anywhere... Yeah. Like, the, he, like, things that were started, and you're like, oh, I wonder where this is going. And then it just never comes back. And it's just, it's funny to me that he just wears it so openly. Yeah. You know? um. <laughs> oh, 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 God. Uh, the fucking, the fucking, like, weird pole dance that he does. Oh, yeah, he does. He that's, did the Seco fight. Yeah, that's, like, towards the end, right? Yes. Yeah. God, so. the way he handled that pole, you know... You know he knows. I mean, he's at least taking some classes down at the local, you know. <laughs> the local pole dancing studio. Pole dance studio, the fit, pole fit revolution or whatever they're fucking called. <laughs> they have those in the 90s in Italy. Oh. Um, 2001, whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, well, they had them in 2001 in Michigan. Okay. But yeah, no, they, they, they had them. They were a thing. Okay. Pole cool. fit studios. All right. So yep. I, I got the, I got the name kind of right. Yeah, I Both lived right population. across the street from one. That's depressing. Yep. <laughs> um, so we could go on about Bushrati for days. I feel like we have to really quickly go. hit the other characters. I could, yeah. So we can like, A, move on to anything else, and B, Fine. talk about where they fit into the story structure here, because that's going to be the real All right, place. all right, all right. So. Um, we should probably go on to Mista. Mista, who I think is my favorite. I don't know. He- is definitely up there for me. I, I love every single character on the entire cast, except for um, Malone as the Assassin's team. I just don't like him. But I don't, I don't like any of the Assassins. They're boring. Eh, I like some of them. Yeah. Okay. We'll Zoto's get some. cool. Anyway. So Mista is really cool. Okay. I gotta say, visual design. I have seen people cosplaying Mista for years. Oh my god, yeah. I... I always hated the design. I, I did thought, too. It looks tacky as shit. What are you even wearing? I was like, who the fuck and is this guy? I, I hate always him. figured it would be like a villain or like some kind of secondary antagonist or like a Zuko kind of situation mm-hmm. just based on the way he looks. And the- no, he's just a guy who dresses like that. <laughs> he, it's not part of a uniform. He's not like no. half demon or anything. He just wears stupid clothes because he likes them. And he's like 
Oh God, he's so fucking cool and, and just yeah, genuine. By the end of it, I was kind of like, "Oh yeah, I'm all right with the outfit. It makes yeah, no sense." By the end of it, I was like, "Buy me that sweater. I'm going to wear that." You're mixing like diagonals, fucking lines with tiger print. <laughs> Animal print. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but I don't care. I'm kind of into it now. Oh my it's just, god, this is normal and the to colors, me. Colors. There's like orange. There's red. There's blue. There's white. I, around like fucking half the country in the world's flags over yeah. here plus tiger print oh my god but it works for him yeah it's he's so weird and just wonderful well, and especially when you start seeing in their backstories mm-hmm. that like no man all these characters wore normal clothes they did like this isn't just like some weird character design thing like where everyone looks horny and bizarre for no reason no 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 this is a character choice that this character made they this <laughs> me still looked at his normal clothes and was like now that i'm in the mob i need to go way horny <laughs> yeah. Like, there's not nearly enough tiger stripes on my legs. I'm sorry. These pants need to be tighter. I need to be showing way more midriff. And to get me the dumbest hat you can find. Like, I just... I'm gonna fucking cry. His his design from, like, before the mob, though, that was kind of a look. Well, he looked fine. Yeah. A little plain, but... A little know, plain, but maybe I, I like his beanie. I'm used to, you know, fab Mista. I gotta say, Mista is a very attractive man. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. I really like him. Um, I, I love his personality. God, he's so good. I love that he was the first one to be like, yeah, I can fuck with this Jono guy. He seems cool. Yeah. Like, and not based on anything. He hadn't done anything in the story. Up to the uh, maybe it was like, because of the number three everywhere on Jorno. It could be. Yeah, he's got that weird thing with numbers, like a kind of quasi-religious superstition thing. So apparently he is like the most religious member of their crew. Yeah, that's weird yeah because it just doesn't it's just weird that it doesn't you know come up more in the show because i mean they got bigger stuff to deal with but yeah kind of funny you're fighting a guy literally named the devil yeah (laughs) you've got jesus on your side (laughs) (laughs) and he's one of the only ones that lives and he was the first follower interesting yeah are there biblical parallels i don't i haven't i think there are i don't think i haven't really read much of the much of the bubble but um well, in that case, is is Fugo like um, Judas then? I don't. I mean, it wasn't really a betrayal. It was it supposed to be like though. in their hour of need or anything. It was. It was meant to be though. Oh well, that would have been dumb. Yeah, uh, we'll get to Fugo when we get to. Yeah, Fugo. yeah, yeah. Right now, Mista, he's cool. I am not crazy about his stand, but I know it's I your love favorite. his stand. His stand is, if not my favorite stand. It's definitely up there. I know, uh, you know, I'm going to say it's my favorite stand. Wow. I love them so, 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 so much. More Sticky than fingers. Queen? Okay, no, actually. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, let me let me readjust. Okay, Killer Queen, number one. Sticky fingers, number two. And you have to pronounce it like sticky fingers. Why? Why do you have <laughs> to do that? Because that's how they say it, and it's so funny. Okay. And, but um, the the sex, sex Pistols, number three, right there. They're just so oh, good. Of course, number three. <laughs> At least it was a number four. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't like talking stands. I know you don't. I, I think it's weird because if they're an extension of the person, then it's like the person's 
talking to themselves. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> Sex Pistols makes it work by giving them each a different personality. And, and it it's kind of interesting. It just also, I feel like, eats up a lot of screen time that could be spent on other things. I don't know. I, I feel like it, it gives us a little... A little downtime sure. that we sometimes need in kind the heat of the action. Kind of fucked up that he has to feed them. That is incredibly fucked up. Jorno's <laughs> face when he watched that the first time, he's Yo, like, yeah. shit, should I have been feeding mine? Yeah, well, it's like fucking, like, no, you've never seen that before. <laughs> no. Like, what is happening? You know, I mean, because some people's stands are just a power they have and not even a particular, like, floating dude yeah so just yeah i've got six bullets that also it's called six bullets in english which i just think yeah is funny. cool I, just, I have to feed and they these bullets are actually like bullet men that ride on other bullets and use them like a soccer ball it's a thing it's like they're so cute though and i love that they skip number four yes that's absolutely adorable that is, yeah. that is such a Funny little character trait. The running gag about bullying number five is pretty great. Yes. Um, <laughs> which is like, Mista has to be like, now children, every time he uses You know, them. that's another thing. Um, apparently, this is what I heard, because I don't actually fucking know, but like, what I heard was like, they said like, Mista was the one who um, wanted to like, settle down and have a family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe like, that they them being so childlike represents his desire to be a father. I feel like that's a stretch. It's probably a stretch. Well, you know, sure, why not? He, that's he that's seems the like way he'd be I a cool it. dad if he, he would be a cool dad. Put away his gun. It's more a danger to himself and his friends than <laughs> oh it ever has been to his enemies. Can we talk about that? Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> oh that's, my god! That's, jumping on point as any. <laughs> Let's talk about the fact that he. <laughs> Shoots himself literally like every four hours. <laughs> yeah, there's some statistic, right? It's like yeah. he gets shot like was it like forty times in this yes. show, and it takes place over the course of like six days or something. Yes. God, and, like of those, like seventy percent of the bullets are his own bullets. Yeah. They get shot back. Someone and did the math, and it's like so every four funny. hours he shoots himself, and I'm just. Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> this is not a safe man to raise a with. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? I can imagine oh a God. lot of Stan users settling down and having a family. His Stan lives in a gun. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't <laughs> seem like oh God. child safe. No. Also, he shoots at the blink of an eye. Like, he does. He does not. He has no chill. Yeah. <laughs> He's so good, though. He is. He does seem to have more chill than some of the others, though, actually. Yeah. Like, like, like the fact that he fought, was the first to follow Jorno. Yeah. And not, like, follow him, follow him, but just be like, hey. Well, let's give this kid a chance. Yeah. Like, the fact that um, when he first on the boat is like, hey, I have a plan. Let's go do this thing. And mm-hmm. everyone's like shut up, you're new here. And Mista's like, no, actually, that's, you know, that's legit. That's let's solid. Go, let's, let's do it. Let's go try it. You know, I'll hang with the new guy, let's see. You know, because you're not going to get to know him without no. trying to get to know him. And um, I kind of, I wanted to see that dynamic grow a little more slowly. But it's pretty much after that mission, he was just like, I would die for this man. 
this child three years my senior or my junior rather. It's uh, actually like two. Sure. This kid who's two years younger than me. Yeah, I would die for him. I'd follow him into battle. Yeah, well, <laughs> love at first sight. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, I mean, I definitely ship it. It's oh, God, obviously, like, just shy of being canon. No shit, only right? because, like, he wasn't, Araki wasn't literally able to make it canon. I guarantee if Jorno had been a girl, that would have been canon. Yeah. I oh, almost for, fucking oh, for sure. they guarantee they, it. Because they would there would have been no editorial like right. interference there. Mm-hmm. Um But you know, you can't you couldn't do that. No, of course. God no. Something sales young boys don't want the gay, but apparently they fucking do. <laughs> apparently they do. This thing is still going strong. Yeah, no um, shit. And boy, that oof. <laughs> I can only imagine like waiting the however many years to see this animated. Like, good lord! It's just it must. I hope it was worth it because it feels like it should be worth it. It's just seeing all this like incredibly gay shit go on. Holy shit! Can we talk about some of the scenes in question here? Are we going to talk about the fake blowjob scene? The fake blowjob scene. I'm just saying. Listen, I didn't see his standout. (laughs) I did not see gold experience. Okay. Sure. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Look, it's just saying. by that point, by that point in the story, they're so like, I mean, isn't that, is that, that's right after Jorna basically stuck his hand down his pants Mm-mm. to help him. Before. That's before that? That's before that. Shit. Okay. Well, that's when they got intimate for the first time. Yep. So then later he can, you know. Yep. That's when they got really comfortable. That's when he can use his crotch hand to guide Mista's bullets, I guess. <laughs> Oh God! Like sure, that yeah, I'll guide your bullets. That's that'll definitely relax him, Jordo. Stick your hand like three quarters of the way down his waistband. Yep, and <laughs> put your mouth right next to his ear and tell him to relax. That'll definitely yeah. get him to shoot straight. Just chill out, bro. Yeah, just guys being bros. <laughs> it could be better than this. God, and like the, the one pose where like it's right after. Um, the uh, the notorious B.I.G. fight um, on the airplane where oh, they like the strike plane thing yeah yeah where they like strike a pose and you know like Mista and Jorno are like right together mm-hmm. everyone is just all together and huddled and touching <laughs> Trish is in the background like this is too gay for me <laughs> y'all have fun <laughs> like okay okay I can see this you're all a thing I'm just gonna I'm gonna go over here. Yeah, because you got Bucciarati and Avacchio, you got Giorno and Mista like face to face, like mm-hmm. huddled together. Jesus. So and Naranch is there too. <laughs> yeah, great, great. Um, do we have anything else to say about Mista? I just really like him. I, I do too. Just all the like, it's hilarious that he's constantly shooting himself, but he seems like he's in more of the episodes than everyone else. Maybe it's just because I paid more attention. Well, he and Giorno have a amazing connection yeah yeah. um they their stands work together very very well so they team up a lot yeah it's just i don't know it's just good it's good stuff yeah um i guess we'll jump on to what fugo no can we do a bakio next okay yeah we'll do a bakio i love a bakio a lot of people don't like him 
Um, These people are cowards. They are. He is introduced to us <laughs> in the funniest fucking way ever. <laughs> this, oh god, this salty bitch <laughs> sees his like boyfriend, you know, just wander in with this perky little blonde bimbo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> let me serve him a cup of piss. <laughs> yep. Okay, there. Oh, I just love Abakio so much. The, the, like his first reaction, like Jorno hadn't even done anything to provoke no, his ire yet. Not at all. It was just like, I don't know this kid. I'm gonna make him drink my piss. <laughs> and like, I mean, there's a lot. I, I like that. There's a lot going on actually in that scene because yes. like, there's all these, you know, rules of etiquette at play where mm-hmm. like. He's like, well, he can't refuse a cup of tea. And then when yep. he gets it up to his mouth and realizes it's piss. He's like, and, fuck. You know, Bruno has a kind of like, oh, what's wrong? <clears throat> and it's like, oh, well, shit. He can't. Yeah. He can't be like, oh, your guy served me piss. Because yeah. it's like. Because then. That's, he's kind of like out of line. Yeah, well, and you're also being kind of a tattletale in the mob. Yeah. And that's you don't want to like, do that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's like, what do you, what do, you yeah. do? Like, I mean, the intended result, <laughs> he doesn't drink the piss. Yeah. And he sets it down and, and is humiliated. Yeah. But having him do the thing where he's like, I'll turn a tooth into a jellyfish. <laughs> Which is not how that piss. works. Like, you know he got a mouthful of pee. You know he fucking did. I was really upset because I thought oh, for sure that like the jellyfish was storing the piss and that it would come back in a later <laughs> scene. Like he'd spit Abakio's piss back on him or something. And then it never came back. I was like, oh, missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Something and and you know of course so now Obakio's plan to humiliate him is ruined and that's like strike one against this kid yep. who just can I, I can I just also point out that I love the fact that Obakio this this goth looking motherfucker his favorite type of music is classical of course it is and just so like on his headphones you think he's gonna be like listening to death metal but it's it's probably like Mozart or some shit yeah <laughs> it's too fucking funny. He's, I don't know. I love Abakio. I love how salty he is. I love how he's so good. He's just not here for anyone's bullshit, least of all Jorno's. Even when he's not on bullshit, just as soon as Jorno opens his mouth, he's like, "No, shut up, adults here." It's like, "Shut the fuck up, you child." He's the oldest one of them. Yeah, and and Jorno is the youngest. He has the most yep. reason to be like, "Shut up," and. I'm talking, you need to respect me. Yep. I've been around the block a few times. Yep. I know things. Yep. Why are we following this child into battle, everyone? Can <laughs> someone clear me? baby. Fresh from the womb. Like, he's just, like, like he's just immune to Jorno's like, fucking <laughs> charisma. The scene on the boat! The scene on the fucking boat where they are fighting Soft Cell. Jorno's like, I have a dream! And Abaki was like, what? <laughs> Everyone else is like moved to tears. <laughs> like anime still frame, and he's just like, no, really. <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry. You have a. What? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, like that doesn't answer the question, yeah. asshole. And look. 
people are free to not like him because he doesn't like Jordo. Yeah, but for that's sure. That's why he's the best. That's why he is one of it's my just, just like how Rohan didn't like Josuke, but yeah. turned up to 11. Oh, to man. Where, like, I mean, there's that whole thing in the, the mirror man. What was man it? in the mirror. Man in the mirror, whatever. That, that, that fight where it's like... <clears throat> He wants to kick the shit out of Jorno because Jorno, he does literally like disobey direct orders like yeah, four he does. times in that fight. He should get the shit kicked out of him. I mean, I don't know if like Abakio was the first one to join Butchrati's team or like the second, but he was one of the first. He has yeah. been there way longer than Mista or Jorno, even. He's like, got some seniority. He's got some fucking seniority. <laughs> And just, Never mind his age. I mean, you know, sure, Jorno's batshit insane plan keeps working. Like, yeah, yeah let me turn... <laughs> let me turn this brick covered in venom into a snake. And that means that the snake is immune to the venom. That's just science. Like, okay. And then just... I'm gonna just, like, eat the snake or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> no, he has a gold experience, like, take the blood and just shove it into his chest. Oh no, that's fake blood. It's blood you made. I don't think that would work even if that was how it worked. But that's not, like... It's so... It's science, Tom. It's just such a hand-wavy explanation for how to get around Fugo's stand that he never uses again. I um, just I just loved watching Jorno flail around on the ground right after that. Do you remember? No, I can really rewatch it. <laughs> Fucking... Pause the shit. I want you to watch it. For no, real. no, no, no. <laughs> it's so good. He just—it's immediately after he just—he just like <laughs> starts rolling on the ground, screaming. <laughs> it's like, what did you think would happen, you little shit? We're gonna have to just get our <laughs> laughter out of this yeah. because it's gonna be ninety percent laughter by the end. It's We've been so... going for more than an hour, and we haven't even talked about the cast, <coughs> the cast yet. No, we haven't. Um, well, let's just finish up with Abakio real quick. Um, I just, I love the scene in, like, the Man in the Mirror art, because he is trying so hard to save Jorno's fucking life here. He's like, okay, you gotta get the fuck out of here, Jorno. <laughs> like, let's go, let's go, let's go, because Fugo's stand is out. Mm-hmm. And Jorno's just kind of like, no, I'm gonna kill it. <laughs> Are you okay? (laughs) He just... And this is immediately after, like, Fugo's missing me. (laughs) (laughs) Honey? Beth, are you... Yeah, no, this is, like, right after, <laughs> like, right after Jarno was like, I wonder where Fugo is. Let me check behind the mirror. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so it's no wonder how, like, at the end of it, like, <laughs> was missing a hand. He's bleeding out. And he's like, uh, I was going to kick Jarno's ass. I'll do it later. He's missing a hand? Yeah. <laughs> He cuts off his hand, so oh, yeah. that's right. Bruno zippers it back on, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which, which is, is also cool. Clever use of mm-hmm. uh, power there, until they can 
get Jorno to patch him back up. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that kind of also <laughs> tells me that's how they have been handling injuries this entire time. I mean, hey, when, you're, when your top heavy hitter double specializes as an impromptu medic. <laughs> yeah. Although, it's better than the stapler. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> don't they have a history of doing some whack shit with their yeah, injuries? Fucking stapler with, like, duct tape. Okay, so <coughs> not to say that this show isn't realistic, <laughs> yeah. but I did notice that in the course of, well, how long is it, like three days that yeah. most of the show takes place yeah. over? Three, three or four days. Each fight leaves them with injuries that would take out a normal person for like two weeks. Yeah. And they just keep going. <coughs> Maybe that's, that's why half of them die. <laughs> they didn't die from like getting stabbed or anything. They just die from the infection. They just they just <laughs> die from the exhaustion. They're like, look, I'm sorry. This is too much bullshit. I can't, I can't pretend to not be hurt anymore. Oh, God. It's just, oh. it's, well, that's, that's just anime logic. I guess so. Whatever. It's just funny when you put a timeline on it. <laughs> hey folks, Tom here. Uh, you may have noticed that this episode is titled Part 1. That's because we were not prepared for how much we had to say about JoJo Part 5, and it ended up being, like, a three-hour-long recording. And actually, we, since recording, thought of a bunch more stuff we want to say, so it might be... Yeah, this is going to be a couple parts, at least two, maybe three. So um, we broke it up so it's not like one massive four-hour podcast because, God, that would be annoying. So uh, sorry if JoJo's not really your thing and you want us to just get back to Avatar. I promise we're working on uh, Season 3 stuff real soon. We'll jump back into it as soon as we're done with this. So it's just going to be another week or two. Please bear with us. Um, in the meantime, thank you for listening. Uh, thanks, as always, to Snesse for letting us use the track Unity from the EP Digression. You can find that track and more at snesse.bandcamp.com. Uh, you can email us with any questions or anything at uh, deeplorepodcast at gmail.com. Um, feel free to send in JoJo questions, honestly, because we are planning to do another recording session for this. We have time to answer questions about stuff we raised here. So, yeah, that'll be kind of fun. A little more interactive than normal. Um, and, uh, yeah, let us know if you like this format, by the way. The the Lore Dump episodes where we are doing, um, you know, kind of broader topics instead of one episode at a time. Uh, I, I think we'll stick with one episode at a time for our main show for, you know, m most of our content going forward. But it, it is nice uh, change of pace to do kind of these more broad topics uh, every now and then. So yeah. Uh, anyway, you can follow us on Twitter at deep underscore lore. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at pizzadramon. Beth is on Twitter at queenbethyb. And uh, look forward to part two. We will see you guys soon. Shout into the void.
Okay, so uh, let's <coughs> let's dive into this bullshit, shall we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you excited? I am so fucking excited. You have no idea. I'm nervous. Why? I don't know. I feel like we talked about this episode a lot. Whatever. It's JoJo. I'm also nervous because I have work in the morning and I know this is going to go for two hours. Yeah, it is. So let's just strap in and be ready for that when it happens. <laughs> yup. You good? I'm good. 